Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and a warm welcome to episode 11 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. This week, we have none other than Drill on the line. Drill is well known on the northwest of England circuit, and he's also wrestled locally up on the North Wales coast. It was cool to get Drill on. He started up his own company called This Is Wrestling, which is based out of Ormskirk. We talk about how Drill got into wrestling when he was younger, what he did prior to wrestling before doing it, who he likes in the business, who he rates. We talked through a myriad of different topics this week, so it was cool. It was cool to get him on. And uh, once again, I'm just so thankful that people can come on and you know they're willing to spare time to come on this show. Right, it's a pleasure to have on for episode 11 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast, Northwest and Wales Talent Drill. How's it going, Drill? I'm all right, dude. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Now... I want to get into the origins of how you started off in the business, but I might even go further back than that. When did you start watching wrestling? Um, probably, you know, it was probably when I first started high school. Right, okay. Around 11, 12, was it 11, 12, something like that. Um, and I first, to be honest, I first seen it on Channel 5, you know, WCW. I do, mate. So that was uh, that was the uh, first wrestling I used to see because when I was younger, I used to live with my parents. Uh, we didn't really have a lot of money, see, so we didn't really have cable or Sky or Virgin, whatever it was called back then. Yeah. Uh, and then I re- so I used to watch WCW on Channel Five as it was free, uh, but I found out that one of my neighbours used to um, not used to had Sky, uh, so I used to go around them and ask them. I used to give him video tapes. I used to record Friday Night Raw and Smackdown for me, and then give him back the day after. Um, so that's how we used to watch wrestling. 
I remember that time from uh, fondly drill. It was good. It's good time. Uh, obviously, I think when Channel Five got hold of it, WCW was starting to peter out, wasn't it? It was going a bit. Uh, it was going a bit belly up by then. But um, obviously, yeah. WCW previous to that, you know, was 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 fantastic. Like the year before, but. I, I was the same. We didn't have Sky. I had to get at that time. I had to get tapes and stuff, stuff recorded. So I feel yeah. I, I can see what you're saying there. Um, what what talents did you like then when you were watching it? Oh, I uh, I used to be really into the Rock and Steve Austin. But yeah, Steve Austin. Because um, obviously, uh, are we allowed to swear? Yeah, you can swear. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to. Yeah. But, um, yeah, um, I used to think The Rock was a bit of a dick, if I'm honest with you. Um, and then I used to love Austin because of uh, his attitude and just um, the storylines he used to have with Vincent Man and everything. And that's what I was like, oh, I want to be a wrestler. I want to be Steve Austin. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so that was, uh, that was the kind of thing that got me excited. Yeah. I can I feel that, man. They were, they were they were brilliant, I tell you. They'll never be, they'll never be replicated, them two. Well, I've... Well, I, to be honest, I don't really watch wrestling now, so I can't really comment on characters. Either. Why? Why don't but you? I do. I do. Why? Do, I, sorry, I, sorry. I know I'm jumping in. Uh, why? Why I don't you that. watch it? Um, that, that, like we were saying earlier, we used when I was when we was growing up, we was used to a certain type of wrestling, and now it's just it's either we've got older. And we're not we're aware of what was on or maybe the storylines are just not as good as anymore. And the wrestling to be to be honest, the wrestling is a lot better now than it was back then. Yeah, yeah. I got storylines are, are dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. And that's probably what's put me off watching wrestling. I think I, I think like it's it's promos and stuff which is lacking, isn't it? Yeah, they're they're pretty awful as well, yeah. I agree with you. So I, yeah, I'd take your point with the wrestling now. Um, who who in WCW did you like? I'm just going back now because I kind of like came in about something I was going to speak about later, obviously. Uh, obviously, I was um, I was really into Goldberg. Don't ask me why. Um, I, watch, I watch it and I'm like, why do I like Goldberg? <laughs> Goldberg. I was like, oh, it's this big guy. looks like Steve Austin. I like this guy. And that's the only reason because he reminded me of Steve Austin. Bald head, big guy. Yeah. Uh, but I liked um, Kevin Nash as well and Scott Hall. I was like, oh, these guys are going to win and kick everybody's asses. Yeah, it was good. Just two big, mean guys, didn't they? They were, very, they were very good. Big, big loss for WWE, though, at the time. Massive. Uh, well, that, that was probably... Well, I didn't really understand it at the time. I came on just not long after that, so I didn't really understand what no, was no. between them two. Uh, what what sort of uh, what sort of match types were you into? I do ask this all the time, but I like to yeah your stipulations. What what were you into? What matches wet your appetite when you're watching it as a kid? Um, I used to be into the violent matches, right? So okay. Anything where people were getting hit in the head or bleeding and stuff. As I used to, like when I was younger, I used to watch a lot of. Um, I shouldn't have been really watching them, but I used to watch a lot of horror films when I was younger. So it was that uh, stuff like that. Like, Along them premises used to like get me going. So as long as people get beaten up with chairs or thrown, thrown off top of cages and stuff like that, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I used to enjoy matches like that. You know what I mean? I get you, mate. I get you. Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, I remember. Remember the hardcore stuff fondly. Like you know, it was brilliant. 
very, very good. I yeah. don't know. I don't know about this twenty four seven title stuff now that's going on. It's just watered down. Obviously, I know you don't watch it. Um, it's just watered down hardcore. Well, watered down hardcore wrestling to me. Well, I um, I do watch the clips that pop up on my Facebook, like so. I have been kind not keeping an eye on it, but I have been watching the videos of um, what's his name. Spud. What's his name? He's got it Spud, yeah. Drake, Drake Maverick, obviously, but uh, we, know him, we know him as Spud, don't we? Um, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I have been kind of watching the clips that pop up with him. To be honest, it, it's actually more entertaining than what they're actually showing on anything else. The comedy, um, the comedy side, I get you. Yeah, I like the comedy of yeah. it. I just think it's like watered down hardcore. Um, is, is there any hardcore wrestling going on in it? Yeah, yeah. I get you. Um, if not, then it's just the way I see it from my perspective is it's another title to get like the lower care guy some um, camera time. Yeah, I mean, it's something different, isn't it? It it is. It w- is. W- w- it the, is. The way it seems to me is WWE are giving these guys free reign to do what they want, and it seems to be working. I'm entertained with it, but you still won't bring me back to watch WWE. What What would it take, Drill, to get you back into it? Um, better story, lads. Right, okay. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Straight, straight into the point with it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That... If, 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 if the improved storylines and invest and let the guys off the leash on the promos, like, they did it a little bit on SmackDown, but this was when I started to not bother tuning in anymore. But they did it a little bit when Shane Man was in charge of SmackDown. And it was kind of letting them off the cuff a bit. And I was like, was that real? So I started to believe in that. Is this like legit heat or is it still scripted and all that? So that kind of piqued me interest. But then after a while, I was like, oh, it's boring. Then. I can't be bothered with it. Right, okay. Plus, there's too, there's too much wrestling. Yeah. I don't have enough hours in my day to watch your, this, your, As well as being a... I was, I was only... Oh, sorry. I, no, no, it's me jumping in. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, you're my interviewee. Like, but... Uh, just because just cause of what you've said, I, I was only talking about it in work today. I said there's too many belts, uh, th- th- there's too many, there's too many other promotions. Uh, it, it's ridiculous how many hours a week there is going out now, and that's not just WWE. Yeah. It's AEW oh. now. Um, you know, yeah, TNA, it's Ring too, of Honor, it's too much. NGP and New Japan. Yeah, you've literally got to waste your whole weekend trying to catch up on wrestling. And I, and I want to watch, like, you know, like the independents over here, especially like the local shows. But I can't, yeah. I don't have time, mate. But I, I want to I watch the grassroots stuff, the local stuff at this end, because, you know, we've got a lot of good talent coming through. Um, I think, you know, it's it's so hard. It's so hard to get everything watched. It is, I 100% agree. Especially when you've got a job, you've got kids, you've got personal stuff you do outside of work as well. And then you've got, and then when you finally settle down in bed, you've got what one or two hours before you decide what to sleep. Plus, not just taking out to rest as well. There's like other stuff as well on TV, like TV shows you want to watch. So it's like there's just not enough hours. You're right, mate. Yeah, to fit everything in. Because I, I get asking me about Netflix and all these shows and. The, lad, yeah. the, the lads, and I'm like, I can't. And they laugh like, I said, by the time I've watched the football and the wrestling, 
I've got no, uh, there's no time for it, like, and, and I like a bit of uh, MMA as well in the mix, you know. <laughs> it's even well, there you go then. It's, and, and then if you're into boxing as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm into boxing. Yeah, no chance. Yeah, it's crazy, mate. It's it's too many channels. There's too much going on, and uh, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you about being too much on. Uh, yeah, there's, just, there's just too much information on the internet. Too too much streaming on the internet. Like your fingertips now. That I watch a lot. Well, I don't watch TV. I have to catch up on everything on Netflix. Like, yeah. Other websites I use. So I've like, I've got a list literally on my phone of about 140 programs I need to watch. I'm what? amazed at work alike. Have you seen this? Have you seen it? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm just going down the list, catching up. I'm watching stuff that came on TV two years ago. Yeah, I'm yeah. Still trying to catch up. Yeah, bet me. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So, <laughs> I've jumped in again. Carry on. I can cut. I can cut bits out. It's fine. No, I was gonna go. So it's just, it's just like I said, something's got to give. So you've got to cut something out altogether. That's all I was gonna say. Drill. Where whereabouts are you from? Just I, I want obviously the international audience. I want them to know like where whereabouts. Where are you from, mate? I'm from um, Wigan, which is. This way. So I'm from Wigan, which is about 20 minutes from Manchester. Yeah. Or were the Dynamite kid and the British Bulldog are from as well. So uh, two, two, the two of the top names on the old uh, world scene, weren't they, mate? Well, the probably probably two of the greatest um, British wrestlers of all time, I reckon. And they're obviously uh, Dynamite's nephews now coming through. Um, yeah, the Billingtons, yeah. They've heard, heard lots, um, lots of good stuff. They're, they're all young lads. I've, I've met them a few times. I've yeah. been on a couple of shows with them as well. Um, yeah, they've got they've got talent. Just at the moment, they're still figuring how to put things together. But they're getting there. They're getting there. They're wrestling a lot. Like one of them, they're both still very young as well. One of them's 18 and the other's just left school. So, got plenty of time yet, them lads. I, I, I obviously like the young lads uh, up here in North Wales who I've interviewed. They are they're ra- they're raving about them. You know, in years obviously like you're saying in years to come. You know, they're saying they're saying they reckon they're going to make it. Like, but we'll see, we'll see. Right, Trill, how yeah. did you get your start in in the industry? <coughs> well, um, obviously, everyone starts from the bottom. So I don't, I've always wanted to do wrestling. Uh, but before, before I did wrestling, I did boxing, but I got bored of doing boxing. Um, so what I did was, I thought, I need something else to keep me active. So it was either MMA or wrestling. Uh, I thought, I did boxing long enough, I don't fancy getting punched in the face again. So I quickly went on Google to search for training schools, and it took me about half an hour to find something. Um, so I ended up finding Grand Pro Wrestling. Right, okay. So I said to him, I sent uh, Johnny an email asking about joining up or coming down the weekend. He's like, yeah, yeah, no problem, come down. Come down one week, come and have a look, see what you think. Um, if you like it, it's starting the week after. So that's exactly what I did. Johnny, Johnny spoke to me, um, asked me a load of questions, and then given, obviously, he said, hey, what, what do you think? I said, yeah, it's all right, yeah. He said, do you want to start training next week? I was like, yeah, sure. So, and that's what exactly what I did. Just turned up 
next week, starts training, I'm like anything, I go, I'll give it a couple of months. It's not for me. Cause I don't like doing something half an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I, won't, I won't just go there and do a month. I'll, go, I'll do a couple of months, three or four months, just to get my teeth in something. And a couple of months of training turned into a couple of years, and before I knew it, I was on wrestling shows. And that, that seems to be about the time frame. From what I've heard, I've spoke to a couple, couple of people, a couple of older older ones, veterans, like, and they were saying, well, one guy in California was turning around saying he didn't get in the ring until two years after starting training. Uh, uh, to, to be honest, uh, it differs for everybody. So, uh, obviously, I've known people, like, some training skills that train four or five times a week. If you So... After about 12 to 18 weeks, if you're training four or five times a week, you're doing about the same much of training as someone who does one session yeah. a week for two years. Yeah. So it, it all depends on your training level and how Right, okay. Because it's like, it'll, obviously it'll take someone longer who trains once a week than someone who trains four or five times a week. They're going to be on shores quicker because obviously they're learning a lot more and they're doing it more often. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do, mate. Well, so, well, I've known, like I said, I've known people do twelve to eighteen weeks, and they're on shows. And I've known people to train between one year to four years, and then finally getting on shows. So it all depends on how quick somebody picks it up. Yeah. In a way. Who was your first match against? Uh, my first match was actually in a fifty-man. Battle Royal. Right, okay. Uh, it seems to be how a lot of guys start out um, when they first have a match, they're always in that. Do you know, just to protect them, so they always do like a rumble or a battle royal, or they're always in like a six or eight man, just to protect them so it eases them in. Yeah. But um, yeah, man was on GPW's 10th anniversary show, so I made my debut in uh, the past, the present and a future match, which was about a Royal. So obviously they got guys that retired to come back for one night who were the past. They had the current roster in and then the future, which was me and four other guys. Um, unfortunately, I didn't win that match. I, um, I got thrown out. I think I was the third person to be thrown out out of 15. Where where are GPW based, Drill? Um, in uh, Wigan. Oh, in, right, OK. Uh, Monaco Ballroom. Oh, so it's local, local, local as local can be for you then? Yeah, it's literally, uh, what, five, ten minute drive from where I live. Brilliant. Yeah. Good good stuff, good stuff, man. Um, where where else did you go? Whichever companies did you wrestle for then? Maybe like, you know, in like the early stages of your career? Oh, yeah. Um, the, the second place I ended up working was BWP. Um, so I got I got recommended for a, a spot at BWP. So there was at the first company out to my training school who took a chance on me. Uh, where I ended up joining a faction called was it about three years ago now, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. And when I saw you, it was long. Yeah, it was longer. It was prior to that. So uh, I can't think what your faction was called. It's gone. It's gone in my head. Because the, the promo, I, I remember watching the promo videos and that, they were brilliant. Yeah, well, the, the, most of them were that. Because Danzig was the leader of the group, so yeah. he was uh, he 
It was all, everything was all these ideas. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, I'll turn it up. Do, yeah. do, get a media video. We'll do whatever. Go home. Everybody's happy. Uh, but yeah, that, uh, when I first when I first started, I was in a, a faction. I can't remember the bloody name of it now. Uh, but yeah, originally was it even trying that faction? It was me, a guy called Mickey Burns, and Danzig. What what happened to Mickey? Uh, um, I think it was just due to logistics of where we lived because uh, a lot of the guys who we beat, um, Steve Saxon, who wanted to be WB. Um, a lot of the guys lived in the northwest area and Runcorn area, but unfortunately, uh, Mickey lived in Blackpool, which is uh, the opposite side of where everyone lived. Um, obviously, uh, it costs money to get guys down somewhere else, so it just ended up being a case of logistics. And yeah. Unfortunately, it was just easier to get Troy McCarthy in as he was already on the shows, um, and obviously. Uh, I picked him up on the way to Wales, so it was just a lot easier. Yeah, it match. worked like yeah. Um, who who did you enjoy uh, facing in BWP around that time then? Uh, Dylan, because obviously we did a massive story with Dylan, so that was the that that guy that, that guy that um uh, that was the only really main thing we did was just beat Dylan up for about two years. <laughs> Who else? Dylan, Dylan's fantastic. I love Dylan. Um, can't really think of else. Like I said, most of our time spent terrorising Dylan. Yeah, I've heard. It's I've heard a lot of good stuff. I've seen. I've seen Dylan obviously years back wrestling, like you know. Uh, but yeah, every everyone you speak to says how good he is. So yeah. Yeah, I'm so, I'm surprised he's never been uh, approached by WWE. WWE NXT if I'm honest with you why do you think he hasn't? Um, I don't know well I don't know like he's, he has like cut back on a lot of where he wrestles now so he only wrestles for a couple of promotions now due to his job yeah yeah I was like, asking him I was asking him like if WWE ever came to would you accept it and he's like it would be nice, but I'll probably turn it around. And I said, why? Because Dylan's, um, I think he's an ambulance driver. Yeah. Or, or a paramedic. Um, and he, he loves his job. I was like, oh, I understand that. Yeah, maybe. So he, he said to me, he said he'll probably turn it down and just stay as a paramedic because it's just easier for him. And he loves being a paramedic. I know I know you were saying you know, earlier about like you don't watch... Don't watch it. Do you watch any of NXT UK though, just to keep tabs on the local talent and the you know the talent in the UK? Um, I watched it when it first started, but then I just like oh, again, not got enough time every day to watch wrestling. No, we're not. We're not. Like I said, I, every now and then I'll see video clips pop up when I watch them, but that's about as far as I'm watching them. You're not first. You're not first of it. Do you think they're not doing it right or? No, I don't watch it, so I can tell you. Right, okay. Um, I, I think I think they've well, obviously Cardiff they sold Cardiff out the arena, so it's, it's doing well. Yeah. I don't I don't know what it got on on yeah Saturday, Sunday night it was. They did another show, didn't they, for the taping? Yeah, they did another show the following night for the tapings, but I don't know. Uh, I'm sure they still did good numbers, like, but uh, it was good for Wales. 
It's good for good good ex- yeah. good exposure for Wales and especially uh, with it being on the network for the American lot to watch and the world audience. Yeah, the, the other thing I know from the NXT Cardiff one is that um, young grizzled vets lost the tag titles. That's all I know. I was surprised. Really? Even even though Michael. even though Flash Morgan Webster and obviously Mark Andrews are Welsh and all that, I thought the grizzled young vets would keep the belts. I thought they'd keep the belts on them. They've had him for over a year now, haven't they? Uh, no, no. It was um oh, it was what show was it now? Start start of the year. It was the it was, was, it? was Blackpool, it was wasn't it? Year. When they went back to Blackpool. It was, was it January, February time? I know, I know. Seems like they've had a major. Yeah, you'd you'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, but it's. Uh, yeah. I, I was surprised, but hey, you know, Mark Andrews and uh, Flash, you know, good good on him being being Welsh. Like it was made up that they, they weren't, but I just wasn't expecting it. Like, but. No, well, see, that's the problem with some wrestling fans. They think they're everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I think clever, but I am in all this. That annoys me as well. Yeah, yeah, we know everything we need, and then something out the blue happens. Well, like, oh, well, this ain't in the script. Yeah. Have I have I annoyed you then saying that? No, no. All oh, right, okay. Example. I was like, I was like, <laughs> no, shit. Example. I was like, shit. I've pissed drill off. Brilliant. <laughs> no, no. So. Um. So right, I'm going to go on to your promotion because you are a promoter, aren't you? Um, I try to be. What What do you mean you try to be? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to um, do my best at running a show. It's doing all right, you know what I mean? Where, whereabouts have you been wigging with it, or have you had to go a bit further? Um, we're, a bit, we're a bit further, right? So we are, at the moment, in Armskirk, which is about 15 minutes from Southport. Yeah. Or about, probably, 25 minutes from Liverpool. So we're, like, in the middle of Wigan and... You got a good target audience up there, like. Yeah, yeah. Like before we went to Armskirk, we used to be in Scammersdale, which is probably about fifteen minutes from where we are now. Yeah. But it was a bit of a awful area to be in because there was no train station nearby. It was hard to get there. You could only get there if you really drive. It was in the middle of nowhere. But uh, we kind of got kicked out of our venue for that. So, like, we was planning on running in Armskirk anyway. So we was going to try it once. But after being kicked out of our original venue, you kind of forced our hands went, fuck it, we'll just, just run here and see what happens. And um, it's been all right. So we've, we've, we've nearly we've got one more show left this year. Uh, and we've been doing all right, so I can't complain. Good good on you for giving it a go as well. You know what I mean? That That's the that's the hardest bit, isn't it, I'm sure? Well, yeah, that's it. It's like, like, like I said, we was in Scam. We started building an audience so. And then we got a bit of a kick in the ball, it's told to move. And then we're kind of back to square on where we're trying to build our audience up again. But we've been, I like to think we've been pretty consistent at the moment. But we can always do with a few more. I'm not, I'm not in it to make money at the end of the day, so 
I enjoy doing it. Once in the fun's gone out of it, I don't know what will happen, but I'll stick. I'll stick with it for now. I've got, I've got, I've got long-term plans, so I don't see myself stopping promoting anytime soon. Uh, how many, how many people are involved in it with you? Um, running the the promotion altogether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, if you answered that, yeah, that's brilliant. Um, there's there's three of us who do it. Right. Okay. So I'm uh, I'm the face of the promotion. So like everyone knows I'm the promoter. And then uh, there's a guy who doesn't want to be um, in the limelight, so he just stays in the background. And then there's another guy called Christian Bennett who people know as well as me to run the promotion as well. Is your talent coming coming from that end, or are you going further afield for your talent for the shows? It's a mix between guys from Manchester and guys from Preston with a, a little sprinkle of guys from Liverpool. Um, so we do try to bring like, one or two people in from further afield just to try and mix it up. So we've had a couple of guys from Midlands. Uh, well, yeah, a couple of guys from Midlands. Um, we've had a couple of guys from down south. That's about it, really. We've got our core roster. And we try to bring, we try to bring, like I said, one or two guys in from outside just to bring some new faces in. So people are, oh, I want to see this guy, but I didn't want to travel this far. So, uh, and we try to get people on that have never, or don't, never, or either hardly ever performed up here. So it's like, oh, well, they're coming to um, my promotion. It's like, oh, I might not get to see him again. The best one watching. So that's um, that's another thing I'm trying to do uh, at this wrestling. It's just trying to make us a little bit more unique. What well, what's the date of the next show, Drill? Because you're obviously saying you've got a show coming up. Yeah, um, it's the 13th of October on us, which is a Sunday. Right. Okay. Um, our shows our shows tend to well, uh, they do start at 3 p.m. But we open our doors about 20 past two, 25. Past two, which will let the VIPs in, so they get like priority seating, so they get sitting up front or wherever they want, and then we'll let the general general ticket guys in, and then they just pick wherever they want to sit. How how long do the shows run for? Um, usually about two hours, so they start at three and finish roughly by five o'clock. Yeah, cool, cool man, cool. I'll obviously plug plug the show on my uh, my page for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I have seen, I have seen bits and bobs. To be fair, I, I knew, you know, I knew, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew you were promoting. From I've obviously just seen from other people's uh, Facebooks and that. So yeah, and it's good. No fair place here for for doing it. Yeah, well, the the, the end for doing it was um, I was well, when I well when I when I'm on wrestling shows, I'm looking at guys and I'm going, why is this guy not getting the push? Why is that guy always getting a push? Do you know what I mean? It's You're looking. Kind of annoying, man, like, it's like, this guy deserves to be pushed and he's like, he's still being put down here. So it was like, kind of winding me up so far. The, the point of this is wrestling is to give the, the mid and lower care guys an opportunity to be yeah. care guys and then bring talent in who are more experienced, 
and then to try and push them and see what they can do. And that was the whole objective of what was trying to do at This Is Wrestling. And I think we've been p- pretty successful because at the moment, have you heard of Sandy Beach? Sandy Beach? Um, Sam, uh, the name rings a bell, you know. Well, Sandy Beach is uh, our champion at this moment in time. Yeah. Um, usually everywhere else, Sandy Beach is usually used as a mid-care guy, but we've we've pushed him and he's the top guy, as well as that, Philip Michaels, JJ Webb, um, Jacob North is, get, is now starting to move up the ranks of This Is Wrestling. Um, so, yeah, that, that, there's just a few names I think on top of it. So, yeah, so that's our aim. And then we'll like, bring, like I said, we bring top guys in and then give them, instead of, like, obviously, you've got your Joey Hazes, your Dylan Roberts, your um, Tyson T-Bones, your um, Ligueros, who on every show are always the main event. It's like, why not do it differently? Let someone else be the main event. And hopefully, from what we do, they'll see our highlight packages or the three matches we put on. And go, well, actually, this guy can actually go. We can use this guy as the main event and hopefully it helps them with their career as well. So it's not me being uh, self. It's me being selfless and giving other guys an opportunity to show what we can do. But there's plenty of talent out there yeah. that deserve an opportunity. And that's all we're trying to do at the end of the day is give that give them guys who are literally bubbling to just show what they can do. And um, we're kind of being successful at doing that as when people come and watch us and they leave comments on our walls and stuff saying, yeah, you can tell that these guys are going to be the future. Because you could go to about six different promotions around the Northwest um, or the Midlands or wherever, and it's the same guys all the time. They're not at the top of the curve. Yeah. So why not, why not be a little bit different and, like I said, give an opportunity to the mid to, mid to lower curve guys, put them on top. Because that's the only way you're going to get better at the end of the day. To... Yeah, it's, good. it's a cool concept. I, yeah, I like I like the fact that you're doing that. Good, you know, it's good. Obviously, it's good booking from yourself. So yeah, um, what's your what's your audience? Is it a lot of a lot of kids, or do you get families? Do you get older ones in? Um, from what I've noticed, we tend to do get families. Older people, and I say older people are in our, in our age bracket, so like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you'll have like my mum and dad's bringing the kids. We don't get we don't have a lot of kids that come, if I'm honest with you, but it's not something on purpose to do, and it just seems to be a it just end, ends up being like when we was in Skem, it was a lot of kids, yeah, so we had a massive noise, but in Armskirk, it seems to be. More young adults to older adults, with um, some people deciding to bring the kids. But like I said, it's just it's just grinding away, keep going, and hopefully they tell their friends, you tell their friends, and eventually we'll get the numbers up. But it's just it's just grinding out at the moment. Like, I'm not complaining, but you know you could like, like every promoter says, you can never have enough. <laughs> <laughs> How how uh, how long is it taking you for t- like booking the shows? How long? How much time? What's your time frame on that for your matches and stuff? Um, what do you mean? Like you know when you 
putting the show together, how long, you know, how long's it how long's it taken you? Like months, weeks? What to put the card together? Yeah, 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 putting your card together, yeah. No, um, no. Um, so but we've started booking that, so this is a good example. So we started booking next year already. Right, okay, cool. Uh, uh, we've had a booking meeting. The booking meeting was about three to four hours long and we only got three shows booked. So literally, say four hours to do three shows. Just making sure it's all right, like? Well, no, what, 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 how I tend to do it is we'll beat the matches and then we'll ask if the guys are available. And then about, literally about two, three weeks before the show, we'll, like, right, we'll, we'll sort the match order out and then put the times on. So it's literally, like now we just get the guys booted, do the matches, who we want in the matches, and then like two, three weeks before, we'll go out, this guy's got this much, this guy's got this much, this is this is where this match is going to go, and this is where this match is going to go. So we tend to just do the times a couple a couple of weeks before the shows, which me personally, I find it easy doing it that way. Cool man, cool. It's good to get an insight into it. Obviously, you know, I'm just I'm just a fan at the end of the day. So it's cool to get yeah. get the you know, bit bit of the inner workings of how you how you structure it and how you put it all together, man. Uh, you know, it's always uh, I've always been fascinated by it, you know, how how it how it how it works. So yeah, it's cool. Uh, thank you, thank you for uh, going into it a little bit, you know. Yeah, no problem, uh, that like I said, that's just the way I do things. Other promoters probably do it differently. Like, I know some promoters just boot show to show. Yeah. Um, so a lad will do the show and then go right. Are you available? Are you available for this? Are you available for this? Are you available for this? And you're like, yep, yep, yep. And he goes right. I'll have the match. I'll have um, the match card done in a couple of weeks. Um, like me, I like to make sure I'm a bit of a control freak, so I like to make sure months and months in advance that I know he's going to be on the show when I need him and this that or whatever. So I, like, like I said, I've already been three of my shows well in advance more practically nearly a year before my next show yeah. I don't know where I am it's... and if there's any nasty surprises like talent pulling out or whatever sometimes it's pain in the eyes I've had talent pull out 24 hours before a show and I'm like you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah yeah but it's like it's like well, we need a backup contingency plan yeah like, this guy pulls out we can maybe do this guy this guy like I said everyone's different but that's just the way I do it at this moment in time. It'll probably change in another year or two, and I'll probably do it another way. But at this moment in time, because there's a lot of shows in the northwest, yeah. everyone's competing for wrestlers, so we're trying to get them before someone else gets them. Cool, man. Cool. Drill. Just to go back to like when you were watching it as a kid, what was your yeah. what, what what were your what were your favourite matches of all time? Just to close the interview. That sticks out in my head, and that's the Rock Austin match of WrestleMania. I think it was eighteen. Was it eighteen? They did. 18? They did fifteen was first, then they did seventeen, and then they had the closing one at nineteen, didn't they? When the Rock was hitting Hollywood, like they closed it, didn't they? Fifteen. Fifteen. It, it, it must have been WrestleMania seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. So that's the one where they did the My Way package. Yeah, Limp Biscuit on the uh, yeah, it was mate. Yeah, two thousand and one. Yeah, the great. Day. I still talk about it with my my friend Dan Evans every time we're at wrestling shows. 
It, 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 it does the does the rounds on Facebook, that package. It does? Yeah. I've never seen a video package better than that. It's, it's cool, man. It's cool. That's, that was a good, good answer. Good answer. It was a good good time back then. And a uh, hell of a stadium that was. The, uh, was. the Astrodome. Uh, it was. That, that, I think that was the first ever... Uh, that WrestleMania 17, I think that was the first ever... Pay-per-view I ever saw. Oh, right, okay. Cool. Good stuff, good stuff. Right, Trill, thank you ever so much for coming on. Um, if you just want to plug the show again, just when we while we close out. <coughs> sure, well, um, the promotion's called This Is Wrestling. Just follow us on Facebook at This Is Wrestling. Uh, we're also on Twitter, which is This Is Wrestling 1. This year is called End of the Line, which is on 13th of October. Um, the ticket for information is all on that page, same as the Twitter account. Um, so, yeah, give us a follow, give us a like, share the event. Great stuff. Nice one, mate. Thank you ever so much for coming on. Pleasure. No problem. Thanks for having me. Nice one. Special thank you to the Zangwills once again for the show intro. This week's track is Patio Paradise. It will be the track probably for the next 10 episodes. Uh, the lads have just uh, played Manchester, Deaf Institute, they had a sellout gig there. So hopefully I can get them to come up to Chester a little bit closer to me and then I can go and see them live finally. I do tell you Ed all the time, don't I? I'll be there for this, that and the other. But yeah, if you can get a Chester gig, hopefully mate, I can get to it. But, uh, props to the lads. They're working really hard, so brilliant. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.